0: And we're back! (laughs) Andy, we're on number three. We're already
1: on number three. We are on our third episode. Can't believe it.
0: I can't either.
1: Our runway is still out there. Do you want to introduce what we're talking about today? So today, if you listened to the last episode, you may have caught that we teased the episode that we were going to do today, the movie that we were going to review today with an outgoing piece of Send Me an Angel, and that means that today we're talking about Rad. Motherfucking Rad. Rad, the BMX coup de grace. (laughs) 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 And we just finished watching it immediately um, over at your house, and so now we are ready to just dive right in. We're
0: we're pumped, (laughs) because the the previous two episodes, we'd watched them, and then we had a delay before we would record. We're fresh off watching
1: this. Yeah, and it's as good, if not better, than you guys remember. It's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fantastic. You know, yeah.
0: as a matter of fact, my first note I have for this was, before the movie even started and the like TriStar logo is popping up, my note is, oh my God, this excitement is killing me.
1: My my first note was just the
0: tri-star opening, <laughs> the Pegasus. <laughs> I love that opening so much. <laughs> if there's a mythical beast to represent this movie moving forward, it would be
1: the Pegasus. Yes. The, the tri- <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Then you get the bike trick sequence to open it up. They waste the, no time. As the credits are rolling in. we it, <clears throat>
0: yeah opening montage of BMX aerials yes,
1: it was it kind of reminded me of the footloose opener where Ooh, you just see feet dancing. yeah, you basically see the same thing, just BMX tricks and hopping on the front wheel, <laughs> spinning it around, and th- those are rat tails cool. and mullets. <laughs> <laughs> So you got the opening sequence. Then what happens?
0: Well, we have a killer score, too.
1: We do. You know, we do.
0: Consistent <clears throat> through all these movies, there's going to be a killer score. We have another here. But yeah, so we get through that sequence. At some point, we see uh, Lori Laughlin is the female lead in this. Because I saw her name pop up in mm-hmm. the credits. That's mm-hmm. when I made this note. My question standing with her, is this the most miscast role ever?
1: <laughs>
0: that this is Lori Loughlin.
1: Uh, who, would you, who would you have cast? I don't know. Yeah, I, I I know what you mean. She's terribly casted. Yeah, yeah. She's but like, she's
0: great in the movie. She, well, the movie's great because <laughs> yeah. of her horrible casting. But she's fantastic. Yes. But we do open up. We see some what I called radical paper boys. <laughs> okay, so we see our our uh, three paper boys. I guess well, one's a paper girl. Right. It's not clear at the beginning of the movie. It's a little.
1: It's a little androgynous at right. the beginning. Right.
0: And. The movie opens with the line by our uh, hero, Crew Jones, says, okay, dudes, let's rock this sucker. Yes. And then they're off to deliver papers.
1: They're doing their paper route, which I (laughs) I have written down, much like Alexander Grady working in an auto factory. (laughs) This is the teen equivalent to working in an auto factory. It's the paper route in the 80s.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) There is so much Americana in this yes. movie <clears throat> much like all the Americana and over the top it's practically Lincoln Hawk in this because we're hit by <laughs> a truck with this amount of Americana in this movie
1: right no it's it's spectacular the The paper route it's so highly choreographed oh highly they're, choreographed they're handing their papers off to people there's there's a girl that's just sitting by her fence waiting for Crew Jones to come and deliver the paper right and <laughs> when he
0: does he says hey good looking <laughs>
1: She's like ten. She's ten, and that's that's what the first thing I was like. Well, that wouldn't fly anymore. No, no, no. That's no, not wholesome anymore. No. And then, of course, you've got you've got Mister Hand, who starts off in this movie kind of like a Scooby Doo villain because he gets his cups of coffee knocked over by the paper being thrown, and of course, what does he say? He kind of clenches his fist and he's like, "The world would be so much better if it wasn't for kids. Wasn't for kids." <laughs> <laughs> but he comes back We'll talk about more, more about him later So
0: Something else that's wonderful about this movie And we get introduced to it right at the start uh, Despite all the highly choreographed Newspaper throwing One of the uh, paperboys, Luke Straight up hits a car He's, right. coming, he's <laughs> flying over somebody's fence Lands right on the hood of the car Crashes over it He's like, ah shit So that's my note Is This is one of those great movies that we used to have That's really not designed for much of an older audience and they say shit uh, so much in this
1: movie. There's a lot of profanity. A lot of kids cussing. Yeah. Which, uh, there's nothing more liberating when you're a kid than just being able to freely cuss.
0: Yeah. And you know what? If I'm watching a movie and there's a young child that swears, I know I'm going to
1: dig it. Yes. It's going to sure. be good. For sure. Those are like my two favorite parts of The Sandlot uh-huh. is, oh man, he's in deep shit. You know, it's just so great. <laughs> right, Those, and, and we get a lot of it here, so it's it's awesome.
0: And Andy, it's also in the Transformers movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's the shit right. in the Transformers movie.
1: There you go. We're finished with the paper route, so now, of course, what do we do? We have to go to school. We've got the opening bell for school, and Luke, the, the other... The other guy in the Crew Jones Paper Root Trio, he just casually walks by a girl and just pinches her right in the butt. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: just just... gives her a quick goose. No big deal. Not at all. And she's Uh, pissed. (laughs) And and they
1: just kind of laugh about it. They're like, yeah, high fives. She turns around and she blames another guy. (laughs) She blames somebody else. The guy who's standing right by her. She just blames him and he's like, what? What'd I do? Yeah, that guy's probably. He
0: actually did nothing. But he's probably on a list now (laughs) somewhere.
1: (laughs) He can't live near a school now. (laughs) Then we're introduced to Jack Weston. Oh, I'm sorry. No. So we're introduced to Duke. Duke Best. Duke Best. Yeah. Yes, the, the founder of FAB, the Federation of American Bicycling, <laughs> and the president of Mongoose. Yes. If you were a kid in the 80s, was there anything cooler than a Mongoose bike? Hell no. No, absolutely <laughs> not. So I, re- I had to check IMDb. He was Max Kellerman in Dirty Dancing. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he is also the bad guy in Short Circuit too.
0: You know I have to think of short circuit, <laughs> I too. I do, I
1: do. And, <laughs>
0: That'll dude, probably be much yeah. discussed later. <laughs>
1: that, that's a hot debate <laughs> topic. Andy
0: and I have a raging debate we, about a song in that movie.
1: Yeah, and you know I'm the clear winner, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay, that's
0: okay. How about the Lumberyard? Real quick, we we meet Duke Best because they're at that uh, like town hall thing that's got like 10 people in Yeah, it's got there. like 30 people. And they're announcing that they're going to be doing this uh, event, Hell Track. Yep, And that's going to showcase the mongoose bikes and for duke best the whole thing is like he's got his team set up of mongoose riders that are going to win this thing and then he's going to be able to put his bikes in every department store and just i have it it's Clean just house. corporate greed he's man. just cleaning corporate house greed, this yeah. is
1: the whole thing he's designed the race to be won by his guys that he's sponsoring so that the stores will be flooded with his merchandise and it'll obviously just because everybody will know the names of the mongoose guys, the merchandise is just gonna fly off the shelf. Absolutely. There's no nobody will be able to they the stores will not be able to keep it in stock.
0: They're having this meeting at this town hall and it becomes clear that this is all about it's a money making venture for mongoose, right? Right. right. They're showcasing this race in this California town, and they're basically just exploiting it for future profits. And so the townies in the (laughs) town hall are like, well, what about the local kids? They might want to race too.
1: Yeah, what about them? Right. (laughs) Right.
0: And Duke Best is basically like, shit. Uh, We didn't uh, think about that. He's starting his eyes left and right. The local kids are nothing but trouble. (laughs) Right. And uh, so they kind of come up with this little option that they can do to create a qualifying race that the local kids can participate in. And if a local kid qualifies, and he's guaranteed $10,000, even if he doesn't win.
1: Not a bad bad little take.
0: I was going to say, it's a pretty (laughs) sweet deal. I mean, so that's kind of like to appease the town. He's like, all right, we'll have this little qualifying race. Probably nobody will win.
1: Of course not. He didn't know Crew Jones. He did not know about Crew Jones at this point.
0: Which takes us to the lumberyard. Right. Crew Jones and his posse of two other people Luke, uh, and
1: we never, I don't think we ever find out the name of the girl who is right. Luke's. Turns out to be Luke's girlfriend? Yeah, I think so. Which, it's very weird. It is.
0: It is. But they're hanging out at a shack. Yes. It's a lumber yard. Yes. And it just seems looking to be. Through, looking through BMX mags. Right. And it doesn't look like they work there. It's just a random building they hang out with and have it decked out with BMX posters they're and magazines. Completely and... loitering. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, notice that uh, there's a police officer on his motorcycle out front. And they're like, here we go again. Yep. yep. Luke and uh, the girl, whoever she is, they kind of vacate. And Crew kind of steps out of the shack with his BMX bike and sees the police officer probably about 50 yards away. And Crew just takes off. But it's not like he's scared. It's clearly like a
1: fun cat and mouse game. It's a thing that they have with the local cop. He chases them on his motorcycle, and they try to evade on their BMX bikes. (laughs) Right.
0: And so I was wondering, as I was watching this, because we're like, here we go again. How did this organically develop over time- That the cop just chases them around on their bike. The
1: cop is clearly on shift at this point, yes. So we're not worried about crime or protecting and serving the people at this. He's got time no. to take out of his shift to gallivant with the local teenagers. And as a matter of fact, he's endangering the kids <laughs> because they're riding their bikes on top of these like forty foot tall lumber stacks, right? But it's it's what it really is is it's just. It's just one of those BMX scenes that this movie is known for, and it's awesome.
0: It's it's another thing where we get to see Crew showcase his skills of going over the top of these things. And ultimately, of course, Crew gets away. You kind of see the uh, cop there just nod with approval, like, good job, son.
1: Do you want to really quickly uh, describe the appearance of the cop?
0: Yes, because that was actually one of my things as well. So. He's a burly man, <laughs> uh completely bald, but with a giant mustache. Mm-hmm. And he looks like one of these guys that was probably around in like the 1920s, uh, that was a weightlifter named Barnabas. Right. Who was <laughs>
1: lifting trapezoidal shaped exactly. weights? Exactly. Uh, for sure. Nice. And did you catch what they call him? No, I, I didn't. I missed that. His nickname is Skinhead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good nickname. No. No. That's that's a bad nickname to have.
0: It it is a bad nickname to have.
1: (laughs) So after the lumberyard, they go back. Crew goes home. Mm -hmm. Or no, first he's got to pick up his sister, Wesley. Wesley. His sister Wesley. Very tomboyish. She's rocking the punky Brewster look. Yep. Did you
0: have that written down? Uh, No, but you are absolutely Uh, correct.
1: pigtails and bright (laughs) colored sweaters, straight. And a mouth on her. Man. (laughs) The mouth on this girl. <laughs> we talked about profanity earlier. She's dropping S-bombs left and right. And kicking shins. Kicking shins.
0: My note was she's an untamed savage beast. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's dangerous.
1: So he picks her up from school after she kicked one of the this redhead punk's shins for dogging on crew. He's clearly a Bart Taylor fan. Bart Taylor is the Johnny in this movie.
0: I'm so glad you said that. <laughs>
1: Bart Taylor is
0: the lead writer for Mongoose Bikes, and he's clearly the counterpoint to Crew Jones and is the villain in this movie. As you said, he's the Johnny in this movie, and all I can think of is, would Mr. William Zabka have been a much better person in this role
1: well obviously yes obviously i think they took this guy because i think he actually was a legitimate bmx racer oh, back in probably. the day and Zapka was probably booked up yeah <laughs> <laughs> Zapka was busy yeah. they they tapped him and uh he couldn't do it <laughs> yeah. but we get we go home we go home and we see crew jones's mom coming yes. home from the grocery store yes. talia shire Ta- adrian herself <laughs> yeah. So she's in this, and there's some tension here. There's some tension between between crew and and Mrs. Jones. Yes. Do you know where uh, where Dad is?
0: We don't. We know once again he is dead. Yeah. <laughs> we have another deceased family member. So this
1: member. is in the the. So this is our fourth movie. Three of them <laughs> involve a dead spouse. I think it's an easy way to create depth yeah in passing and you don't have to cast somebody no (laughs) you save some money
0: (laughs) you give instant depth you're like oh this character's got some deepness to him because he's experienced some tragedy
1: of course right and there's tension between the two of them she doesn't like him you know riding around on his bike and that's kind of all he knows is riding around on his bike and now there's a qualifier right interested in this qualifier hell track
0: but there's a problem
1: yes what's that It's on the same date as something else. What else could be as important as qualifying for Helltrack? His SATs (laughs) are on the same
0: day. And Crew is deciding if he's going to give up his entire future by missing the SATs to enter the qualifier.
1: Did you notice that when they talked about it the first time, he was making up his SATs? As if he's already missed them once before. Well, was that before or after he put his sister in the trash? That was after. After, after <laughs> he put his sister in the trash. With like the lid on
0: top. Right. In the kitchen. Which she didn't seem to care. She just kind of shut up. Yeah, she was. That's how it worked back then. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Jones is none too pleased that her son is going to throw his future away for a bike race. Right. She doesn't understand how
1: talented he is. No, no. She doesn't know what's at stake. She has no vision. We'll get to that, though. <laughs> we'll get to that later.
0: So, yeah, they have this conversation. Talia Shire's pissed. And also, that's probably like one of three times we see her in the movie. She's barely in it. Right. But we go straight to a parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this parade is to celebrate Hell Track happening in their town. In Cochran, California. Right. Right. <laughs> and so we see Team Mongoose driving in this. And so we're introduced to the rest of the team. Do you want to talk about who's on the team other than Bart
1: Taylor? I would love to. (laughs) We are graced with the presence of... The Reynolds twins, <laughs> Rod and Rex Reynolds, the twins, identical twins that have this AC Slater hair, <laughs> not quite as curly, but it's definitely a mullet and their outfits throughout this entire movie are just spectacular. And uh, one thing about the Mongoose team, they are surrounded by girls that look like they just came from a strip club.
0: There's so much strange (laughs) around
1: Team Mongoose.
0: One of the things I had as a note was, so not only do we find out that Team Mongoose, they're all a bunch of dicks. They're right. just, you know, obviously. Right. They're
1: like, it's like Cobra Kai.
0: Right. And the thing I asked here is, are they swingers as well? Because there are so many girls floating around and they're kind of going back and forth. They
1: are going back. for They're, they're surrounded by girls while they're checking out and trying to pick up other girls. And raiding other girls. Yes.
0: As they mentioned, this town only has two good
1: looking chicks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they have girls draped all over them. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we have the Reynolds twins. Um, they're they're backing up Bart Taylor, though. Right. He's the stud of the mongress right. group.
0: And because of that, he stops the parade to walk to the car behind him who's being driven by Lori Laughlin. It's not
1: a it's not a car. It is a beautiful red Chevy blazer. <laughs> so just want to throw that out there. Walks up. Tries to basically
0: uh, make out.
1: Yeah, he just tries to kind of neck a little bit. Yeah, she's still (laughs) sitting in her car.
0: The window's just down. He leans in. The whole town's still looking. And he's just like, whatever. Yeah.
1: It doesn't appear that they have any type of relationship. He's just going to try and get some. Yeah, she does not reciprocate. No. She rolls up the window. She's
0: having none of it. Right. Uh so he just kinda laughs, walks back to the car, is like, fuck it. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Let's start this parade <laughs> back up. I didn't get my nookie. Yeah. So. Oh. And this parade, we're introduced to our nominee for the efficiency award for this movie.
1: It's not a nominee. She is the <laughs> She's she a is clear the winner. Clear winner. <laughs> yeah. We have we have a a Cochrane, a Cochrane town resident yes, who is enamored with crew jones yes basically because she's got to get her car past the parade because she's got a cake in the oven yeah and she thinks it's It's un-american un-american for this parade which is like the most american (laughs) thing in the world but it's un-american that this parade is going on because she's got to get home for her cake that's in the oven well crew removes one of the barricades and she's able to to get home and tend to her cake and and she is beyond
0: enamored with him <laughs> for the rest of the movie, beyond just appreciating his nice gesture like, she wants to, she wants to get a taste of old crew.
1: Seems that way.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, they go through this parade, and I believe the next uh, scene we end up
1: is a dance. The dance. Yes. It's not a high school dance. No. It appears that way, but it's not a high school dance. It's like a, it's like a citywide dance celebrating Hell Track coming to town.
0: Which I was confused by, and you, you actually had to clear that up, because I thought it was a high school dance. Right. It looks that way. Yeah, you have all the uh, Mongoose people there, the team, uh, the owners, uh, several older town folk. And I was like, what the
1: fuck are all these people <laughs> doing here?
0: And uh, not only that, the, also called the Mongoose corporate overlords, they broke out some booze. And they're like, let's spike the punch. And you're like, there's kids here,
1: man. The adults are the ones spiking the punch (laughs) in this scenario with, I'm pretty sure, a giant bottle of vodka. (laughs) Now, come to find out, they're really only spiking their own glasses, not the the entire punch bowl, but... But nonetheless, yeah,
0: it's like you brought a bottle of vodka to a dance <laughs> with a bunch of town. teenagers. <laughs> yeah. what
1: kind of role model. I mean, are you guys? if you're
0: a teenager doing it, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're an adult, you expect that. Yeah. If
1: you're an adult, drink before, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself a roadie. <laughs> yeah. Or a flask. Don't bring a whole bottle. Right. Yeah. You, you bring it. a flask. Yeah. You show up kind of three sheets already. <laughs> yeah you know enjoy yourself yeah no not these guys no <laughs> all right so let's talk about the dance yes the dancing that goes on yeah so
0: i think there's two <laughs> tiers to this yes why don't you talk a little bit about the first
1: tier? Okay, so the first tier is the Mongoose Team of <laughs> Bart Connor and the Reynolds Twins. Those glorious up. Reynolds Twins. Bart Connor and his girlfriend—they look like they have this European look to them, where their faces are just stone-faced. Yes, they're choreographed dancing, and then the Reynolds Twins show up with their names stitched on what looks like they're wearing spacesuits. I was verbatim going to say spacesuits. <laughs> <laughs> so they're wearing spacesuits and they have a choreographed dance. Now they the two of them are dancing with one girl and yes. they are both groping her in unison. Yes and high-fiving each other about it. <laughs> they are shifting their bodies back and forth, looking at each other past this girl. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Extremely uncomfortable. And yeah, they have their names. Not their not their initials. It is their full Flames. names stitched in red on their gray spacesuits. I it's guess awesome.
0: Maybe they have to if they're identical twins. So yeah. they're like, hey, I'm Rex. That's, I'm Rod. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: how they that's how they can tell each other apart.
0: Uh, we also laughed as we were watching this because either Rex or Rod, as they're dancing, just leans out to the crowd and just starts making out with a chick. And yeah. then just pulls right back. Yeah. It's like, no big deal. No the, big deal. And one of the girls in the crowd's like, kiss me, Rod. Right. That's how these guys do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so outside of this, Crew is hanging out. And he's just kind of like doing bike tricks outside. Yeah, the he's kind of
1: got a crowd gathered yeah. around him. Everyone's a little impressed by his bike skills. Yeah, he's one of these guys. He's
0: just always working on his craft. Right. You know, true professional, <laughs> even though he's the amateur. Right. He's not in there dancing like the professionals.
1: Um, Lori Laughlin notices him yes. and waves her hand to they make a of, lot of eyes. Yeah, they're making eyes and make a lot of. Uh, they mouth a lot of words to each other. Okay, so what happens next? Because he's outside bouncing his bike on one wheel while a crowd is gathering around him. Lori
0: Laughlin, who I believe her name is Christian in this movie, yes. goes to get her bike and rolls up and basically does a jump over Cruz bike. And Crew's like, holy shit, who is this? And she doesn't tell him. She just kind of finger-wags and right. comes over in her direction. In which Crew mouths, me? <laughs> it's <just> like,
1: <laughs> who the fuck else? Right? So, He's not on the Mongoose team. He's not quite as skilled with, with the ladies at this point. No, no,
0: he, he is not just draped in women. Uh, so, yeah, it's probably unfamiliar for Crew for someone to be interested in. She lures him into the dance, and they're both on their bikes. And this is when... The movie takes off.
1: Because set to Send Me an Angel, we get a incredible bike dancing sequence. It is
0: the greatest in movie music video you will ever see in
1: your life. And it is it is it's bike dancing, it's kind of combined with some ballet on, yes.
0: on Christian's part. Yes, I actually made a note about Christian and I said, so this is what it looks like if a magician's apprentice rides a bike. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's, it's it's four and a half minutes of pure, unadulterated bike dance deliciousness. It's, it's so, glorious. It's so
0: good. <clears throat> and while they're doing it, Team Mongoose starts to feel the heat. Yeah. Bart's like, let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah I don't want to see this. And then Duke Best is starting to be like, who's this local kid? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what manufacturer does he ride for? Right. What like, factory I, does he ride yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I don't know. And he's like, well, find out. Find out. To his little stooge. Right. <laughs> and then the dance ends And Crew and Christian Get like surrounded by people And they're trying to like Get back together They can't reach each other And then for some reason Crew just takes he off just takes off He's not crying But it's almost like Miking over the top Like he just runs away right. But he's on his bike Right <laughs> And it's very strange uh, A side note in this And this is something I just had to write As we we're watching it Because I didn't know Where else to put it There are a lot of hair helmets In this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> you Yes know, Lots of hair
1: helmets Absolutely Okay, so at this point, it's pretty clear that Christian and Crew are going to be a couple for the remainder of the movie. Yeah, they don't waste really any time. So they're riding their bikes around, and Crew decides he's going to show Christian because Christian's not from around here. She's, you know, she's she's also part of Team Mongoose, right? But she's not from around here, so Crew's going to show her around the town. So what do they what do they decide to do? Apparently, they do something called ass lighting. That is not our term for this. That's the, that's the dialogue. Right. They it, decide to go ass sliding. Yeah.
0: And I even had to look at you and I'd be like, did they say gaslighting? And you're like, no. They said ass sliding.
1: And that's <laughs> exactly just, what it, it is. Which is apparently so they they go they they do a double slide, so that they're holding on to each other as they're sliding down a random pipe yeah of, it's like a water slide of sewage water we <laughs> yeah. don't know where this water is coming from into the river fully
0: clothed right <clears throat> they do not even get down to like their underwear they are just whatever they were wearing when they're biking that's what they're going into the river yeah
1: <laughs> then they have a little lake lake play yeah
0: they're <laughs> splashing
1: each other around yeah and, you know crowing. christian throws like a rock
0: behind him and right. like startles him. but this is when we know these bikers are in love.
1: Yes, they are. They have fallen in love they with each other. They have fallen in love. And they seal their love with a kiss. Yes. At the end of this scene. Yes, they do.
0: And Christian tells uh, crew that this is the most beautiful countryside she's ever seen, even though she's been all over the world. All over
1: the world. And by the way, this is it's Cochrane, California, and it looks like a shithole. <laughs> This town sucks. There's (laughs) nothing redeeming about this town. It is like inland California. It's not near the beach. It's not near the mountains. It's disgusting. There's a thousand other places just here in Dallas that are better than Cochrane, California. But apparently for her, it's the most beautiful place she's ever seen. And she's been all the world, apparently, with Team Mongoose. Is
0: she not in school? Like, she's a high school well, she age is, kid
1: because she's like talking about going to college
0: right and that's what I, and i'm like how, I, I just what education
1: does she have other than bmx biking mongoose mongoose is paying her way through high school <laughs> <laughs> well, don't that's, laugh we should all be so lucky
0: well and that's the other thing too is uh you know they get into this conversation crew's conflicted again oh should i do the qualifier because then i have to miss my sats and she's like well crew you can wait six months to take your SATs. It is clearly that's the first time he's ever considered that as <laughs> a possibility. He's never
1: decided. He's never.
0: The next thing we see is uh, Cruz decided to enter the race. Mm-hmm. And he's back at home. And he is attempting to forge his mom's signature into the newspaper entry for this uh, qualifier.
1: He has entry after entry after entry that is just wadded up in a ball of trash because he just can't quite get his mom's signature.
0: Right, because there's going to be handwriting experts (laughs) evaluating every entry that comes in. It's
1: going through a laser scanner, obviously, to make sure that this is an authentic parent signature. This isn't Talia Shire's signature. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice the stereo in the background of their house, the turntable and the tape deck stereo? Oh, yeah. And what I wouldn't give to have one of those right (laughs) now. so cool. (laughs) Thanks to Wesley actually forging the signature after he spent two hours practicing and getting it wrong. I mean, clearly the only thing he's good at is riding this bike. Right. Maybe he shouldn't take his
0: SATs. He's he's not good at anything. (laughs) Uh,
1: Then we get to the qualifiers. Yes. That is a great scene. So qualifiers is they're going to whittle the the field of a thousand down to 20.
0: Right. This is something else we noticed. This is another thing. There is just tail everywhere. Yeah. The women are all over the place. And they're
1: kind of like scantily clad yeah. and they're throwing themselves all over the, like Team Mongoose. Yeah, a lot of BMX groupies. It's a, it's a little uncomfortable at times. Maybe for you. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> all right, I, I take it back. I, like it. <laughs> it's like, I wish I was there.
0: And something else I noticed too about this is like we talked about with Over the Top, this is another example of that great trope of the song singing the narrative forward the lyrics are exactly what's going on internally with crew right I have some of the lyrics are uh, taking a chance risking it all going home as a as a hero there's
1: thunder in your heart thunder in your heart every move is like lightning (laughs) it's the power you feel when you get your taste (laughs) of the glory This is a great scene. So he's got to go through a series. I think he's got to go through three heats. He's got to finish in the top three. And if he does that on each heat, he he qualifies for Helltrack. And it's such a great scene because we have BMX drifting in slow motion as these guys are going around turns and their back wheels sliding out (laughs) from behind them. We've got random people that are just like, Riding their bike right into the... They lose control. They go straight into the river. Yeah. Uh, It's amazing. Yeah, there's actually a couple brutal collisions (laughs)
0: here. And you're like, damn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's that's not fake.
0: No. Crew qualifies.
1: Yes. Can we talk about real quick how everything... How this little tiny little town and all the little random BMX races are all televised. And if you're not... At the race, if you're not first of all, if you're not competing in the race, Uh, you're at the race. Right, and if you are not at the race, your eyes are glued to the nearest television screen, watching nothing else but this bicycle race. The whole town is watching.
0: (laughs) And I don't remember this growing up, but uh, apparently, (coughs) BMX racing and taekwondo were the two big things to watch on TV. Everybody gathers for these events. If
1: you are not doing one of those two things, you're really you're just wasting (laughs) away. So Talia Shire sees. While she's ironing in the garage, she has the TV on, watching the BMX race, and lo and behold, there's Crew Jones, her son. Mm. God damn it, Crew. <laughs> yeah, she's pissed. And uh, <laughs> But he qualifies in an excellent display of BMX and kind of skirts the rules a little bit. Maybe goes a little out of bounds here and there, but that's all right. Yeah, I-, I asked you while we're watching, I'm like, is Crew just cheating his way through this? And... He's kind of making his own route. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we're cool with that. Yeah. He's a townie. He Otherwise, knows the, the he movie knows, would be over. He knows the topography
0: better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he's in Hell Track. Um, mm-hmm. But now we got a couple of problems.
0: We up. do have a problem. Uh, Duke Best is worried because yeah. he's got a lot of money riding on this. And yes, he, he needs does. Bart Taylor to win. Yeah. And he's, after seeing a crew, he's like, well, damn, I don't know if that's going to happen. So he makes an offer to crew. And basically, the offer is throw the race at Hell Track. And he'll bring him on to Mongoose. He'll be a
1: Mongoose sponsor of all the little small towns. Right. They're going to
0: use him to promote in the like rural towns right. across the country. As
1: long as he throws the race. Did uh, Crew accept that offer? He did not. <laughs> he's, got, he's got more integrity in his little finger on his back peg <laughs> than Duke Best has in his entire suit with Mongoose stitched on it. <laughs> That's right.
0: And you know what? We get a little preview of that before this meeting because Crew's walking down the sidewalk. And two of the mongoose floozies walk up and basically proposition him to go have sex. Right, they then said and they, there. They said they got uh, the afternoon free and uh, he should taste something delicious. Yes, yeah.
1: And he gets out of it by saying, "I gotta go talk to a guy. I gotta go talk <laughs> to a. I gotta go talk to a random stranger who apparently wants to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, so, so he wants he, to go do business he, in his he, car. He shuffles them off <laughs> and then gets the proposition to throw the race, <laughs> and he declines that obviously. So he's ready for Hell Track, right? Well, no, because Duke Best, he's a villain, but he's got some uh, tricks up his sleeve. Yes, he does. Remember, he's the the founder of FAB, the Federation of American Bicycling, which is putting on the race.
0: Right. Which means he can manipulate the rules Mm -hmm. of entry. Mm. So it comes out that, uh uh-oh, you have to be sponsored to enter this race. And Crew does not have a sponsor. No, he doesn't. But Crew, he's a hero. He's not ready to give up. Nope. So, what do they
1: do? Well, they start rad racing. They sure do. <laughs> and that's going to be his sponsor. Correct. So. <clears throat> his sister, Wesley, has come up with this idea for t-shirts. Yeah. We're going to sell t-shirts, and that's going to be... So, the, I guess the it's an apparel business. Right. Right? So, we're making t-shirts, we're selling t-shirts, and that's going to be the sponsor for Crew Jones. Now, how are we going to make all of these t-shirts? Well, that's a problem. <laughs>
0: Right. How do you get the workforce? We need labor. We We, need labor. And we we need it now. Yeah. uh, Because there's a clock running. Right. So they invade the local high school uh, and set up production (laughs) in what looks like a chemistry lab. But
1: how is it that they can get students to do this while they're supposed to be studying? The, The students need time to do their homework, so they can't possibly be a part of this shirt making operation unless unless you th- filter out the
0: nerds
1: <laughs> and have them do everybody's homework. While the students are doing the t-shirt making operation in set up in the chemistry lab, unbeknownst to all the teachers. <laughs> or they just know about it and don't care.
0: <laughs> or it's a weekend and they just broke in. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: Right? So that's how we got our sponsor. Um, that's how we get rad racing shirts. Uh That's how we are sponsoring crew Jones. So yes, (laughs) Crew's got his sponsor. He's going to be in the race, right? Well, maybe not. (laughs) We, we don't know yet. There's an, there's an interlude here. We have a, uh,
0: they're pretty excited about this. I think, you know, they're like, we've got it. So crew and Christian take a little love ride in the, in the park. Okay. And it's kind of like they're, um, I think they call it the, the bike, a bicycle boogie (laughs) that they did to send me an angel. They're out in the park and they're just kind of like doing tricks with each other. And it is Christian's character riding through this is laughably not Lori Laughlin. <laughs> not only is it not Lori Laughlin, it is a burly backed male <laughs> with the shittiest wig on flying through this thing. And it's so obvious, you can't help but laugh. And then they end up in the river again, fully clothed. Fully clothed. Yeah. Because they, uh, they, Go off these huge bike jumps and go in with their bikes,
1: right? Which and, and this is Crew's only bike. This is what he's planning <laughs> to do. Hell track in. You've got to think he should probably take better care of his equipment, but you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah, he 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 doesn't think ahead. No, he just grips it and rips it. Right. <laughs> right after, I
0: have a little note here because they're in another shack somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're making hot
1: cocoa. Yeah, over a camp, over a like a trash can campfire, like inside the <laughs> yeah. shack. And I have that this is Crew's emo moment.
0: Because <laughs> they're both wrapped up in blankets yep. like they just got done with a tragedy or like mm-hmm. a structure fire or something. And the paramedics put blankets around them. And Crew's staring off into space. Yes, he is. He's not really talking.
1: Nope. He's 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 going through his life. Mo- his life is flashing before his eyes.
0: Right. And I think he says something about his dad. I don't know. I don't really remember.
1: Right. But <clears>
0: more depth. Basically, it solidifies again that Crew's going for it. He yeah. can't be shaken.
1: Nope. So he's ready for Helltrack. But is he? (laughs)
0: Except
1: that now we've got another rule change from that bastard Duke Best. He's decided that a sponsor for any of the racers has to have $50,000 in sales to be a legitimate sponsor. Did you catch how much they'd made on Rad Racing? They had made $480 (laughs) selling t-shirts in less than 24 (laughs) hours. So while it's not $50,000... Still pretty impressive. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, because they were what? They were uh, ten dollars a pop. Ten dollars a pop. They're not paying their labor. Right. They're they're just doing the homework for them. Right. They probably had the shirts donated. Right. Or they stole them. So whoo, scrappy little startup here. Yeah. It's got promise, but it does. It certainly doesn't have fifty thousand dollars in sales, which it has to have. So we get another town meeting. Yes. Because <laughs> you got to.
0: Right. And the town meeting is basically like this. This is a bunch of bull right our local guys have qualified and we're just gonna let these corporate goons uh run the show and disqualify them whenever they can and so uh, we have one woman speak up and complain about this and then she's joined in by this
1: efficiency character I, I wish we knew her name so really quick the efficiency award is for someone who is in the movie the least amount of time and does the most amazing things with their time <laughs> on screen. Correct.
0: They spend their time better than anyone <laughs> right. else. Right,
1: right. They're the most efficient character in the movie. Right. So
0: the lady who thought it was un-American don't that she couldn't we get We don't home know her name. She's not casted. Cakes that were in the oven stands up and proclaims that Crew is a nice boy. That's right. And he deserves this. Yes. Uh, and that's the only thing she says, but it comes off very strong yeah, because yeah. the whole dichotomy behind <laughs> all of it- Someone's in the background kind of paying attention to all this, and he wants to make a speech. Sergeant Smith. Skinhead himself. Right. And you know, you don't really know what to think of this guy for a while. He's chasing the kids through the lumber yard. During the parade, he's like, have you seen these kids on bikes, like, looking like he's tracking them down? But he waltzes up there, and he gives the town and the corporate goons a tongue lashing. <laughs>
1: They are not going to let this opportunity pass them by After Sergeant Smith does the the tongue lashing Right, he
0: tells the crowd That he has been chasing these kids since they grew up Which I don't know what that means (laughs) And that this is the first glimmer of hope That has happened for a local kid Since he's been there And he'll be damned if money is going to get in the way of that That's right So they start collecting funds Yep and these people, they're kind of donating, like, absurd amounts of money. Like, they're walking up count someone drops off, like, 1200
1: somebody 600 What we have most of the time in these 80s movies is the kids are on one side of the story and the adults are on the other. And it's always the adults that— Kids rule, parents drool. The, yeah, kids rule, parents drool. The adults are always stupider and don't know what's going on. We see it all the time. Not the case in this movie. The adults really rally behind their kids in this. They absolutely It's kind of do. a shocker. It, it is. Because uh, they raised uh, they raised $23,000 in $27, one. $27,000. Well, they were $27,000. Oh, they were 27 short. Right. So they raised $23,000 just asking people, hey, can, can you donate some money? Right. In like an hour. In an hour. We need a hero. We do. So who's our hero? Who's going to come up and save the day for for crew and rad racing? You know, he had the coffee knocked out of his hand at the beginning, but he's come around and Mr. Hand saves the day. Ray Walston, (laughs) who plays Mr. Hand in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, who is burton timmer in this yeah movie, yeah who starts off the movie he's siding with duke best clearly he's gonna profit from from hell track somehow yeah, i'm not clear how i don't know either <laughs> i guess he'll be able to have inventory in his in the, in his store that will fly off the shelf but he is seeing how duke best is manipulated and gamed the system he doesn't want any part of it anymore. Nope. He is throwing twenty-seven thousand dollars. Cause at ten dollars a piece, he's buying a fuck ton of shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and he is making sure that Crew Jones and Rad Racing are going to compete in hell track.
0: And he cements that talking with Duke Best with a big fat middle <laughs> finger
1: in his face. Yes. It's emphatic. Yes, he does. <laughs> <clears throat> so let's get to hell track yes the final scene hell track mm-hmm. the winner of which gets a brand new cherry red corvette and a hundred thousand dollars are these all the same riders as like over the
0: top it's like the exact same thing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they're like uh how much s- the swap out arm there? wrestling put in bmx <laughs> racing
1: make it <laughs> Because we have our intro to all the other riders. Which
0: is so long. It's,
1: there's like 25 riders. It goes through every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I got news for you. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, does it have Bart? Does it have Rod? Does it have Rex? Does it have crew?
1: Yes. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> so, they're, And they're the last four that are introduced, thankfully. And now we get Talia Shire showing up. Um, she's going to watch her son race. And who is sitting next to Talia Shire?
0: missus Unamerican Baker, we the Efficiency have... <laughs> Award winner herself. And I believe she mentions again that he is a fine boy.
1: Check out that boy in the red. He's a fine young <laughs> That's boy. right. Who he's saying this to, Talia Shire, which is Crew's mom. Yeah. And what is she holding? She's double fisting with American flags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's got one in each hand. She is
0: ready for this race. So before the race starts, Duke Best has a meeting with Team Mongoose. Yeah. And he's basically telling them, no matter what, you have to win. If you have to take him out, he t- he tasks Rod and Rex to take out Crew so Bart can win.
1: Before this meeting starts, he pulls out a giant bottle of whiskey. Yes, he does. Pours himself a very stiff drink. <laughs> yes. And is drinking it in front of these underage children, telling mm-hmm. them to take out Crew Jones mm-hmm. and for Bart taylor to win the race right no matter what and then he smashes his glass throws it right to the ground
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then that's followed up by crew kind of pedaling up to the start and who's there again but skinhead right and skinhead has some words for crew he tells him
1: go balls out <laughs> just like the lumber yard <laughs> yeah, yeah just like the lumberyard, lumber yard go balls out and balls out he does. <laughs> so Helltrack is, it's an obstacle course bike race that starts off with what says a 25 foot drop. It's more like 10 feet. Yes. Um, and then it's kind of a mix and mash of dirt bike turns and jumps. Um, we've got some sponsored obstacles. Lots
0: of sponsored <laughs> obstacles.
1: And you pointed out one, which I did not realize what it was. I didn't realize it until watching it and paying yeah. close attention. So, one of the obstacles, you ride, you know, the riders ride down into a little bowl. It looks like a giant bathtub. Yeah, it looks like a giant bathtub with a plank sticking out of it. So, they ride down the bowl, out onto the plank, and then down, and then they're on to the next part of the course. Well, it's not just a bowl and a plank, it's a bowl of cereal. And that plank is a spoon because (laughs) Kix has sponsored this obstacle.
0: (laughs) And it's great. <clears throat> it's so good. And I also noticed this. This is a little side note. Lori Laughlin, Christian shows up to the race, and she's still wearing her mongoose gear because well, yeah, she's, she's part of Team mongoose. She's part of Team. Mongoose. And I was like, "What a sellout!
1: Total sellout!" You know, if,
0: she's helping Rad Racing the whole time. If I'm Duke Best, I am firing her ass <laughs> so fast. Yeah, and it's like you corporate stooge. This whole time, <laughs> you're in
1: uh, Cruise Corner,
0: and then you, and you're still rooting them on, but you wore your mongoose. It's right,
1: like, man up. Wear the Rad Racing shirt. That's true. If you're gonna go Rad Racing, you can't just switch to MongOOSE just because you're sponsored by them. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. What a sellout. So, you know, during the race, we've got you know Bart Taylor obviously taking things over. He's uh. he's the clear front runner. Cruz, you know, in second or third place for the most time, and followed closely by the Reynolds twins. Right. What happens during this race? Like you said, there's a lot of back
0: and forth, and a lot of these riders are flying over <laughs> obstacles. And I don't mean, like, gracefully. I'm like, they're flying out of bounds. Right. They're off their bikes, taking off. We have people eating it left and right, and Crew does a couple times. You know, Yeah, he does. And uh, he kind of falls back, as of course he would have to, right. or else this wouldn't be uh, dramatic. Wouldn't be hell track. <laughs> it if, wouldn't. Cr- if Crew didn't fall way behind. Right. He starts coming back. One of the Reynolds, uh, like, eats it, and he's out. And then, in a strange twist, Bart takes out the other Reynolds twin. Yeah, he sure does. And he's way up ahead at this point, and he stops. He stops in the middle of the race. Because he wants crew to catch up so they can have a real race. Right. Because he wants to really find out
1: who's better. Right. Him or crew. So- Any person with just the slightest bit of competitiveness to them is not going to do a move like this. (laughs) And really, neither should have Bart Taylor. He should have just continued going, and he would have clearly won the race. But that's all right. So he stops, waits for Crew Jones to catch up, and there they go. They're going the last lap and a half, Mm -hmm. neck and neck the whole time. I think, obviously, the best obstacle throughout the entire hell track is the hurdle, Yeah, which is like a really steep, like a U, a U-shaped ramp. They ride down, up it, and then there's a gap yeah. right in the middle of the uptick of this U-shaped ramp. They have to jump over. It's basically a hurdle. And then they have to land on the top platform and keep and keep running. And every time they do that, they it's slow motion.
0: Okay, if it seems like there's a break here, it's because I was being as bad of a father as Lincoln Hawk and my <laughs> daughter was crying in the other room and we had to go get her.
1: but she's okay she's okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so we've got the last lap and a half of hell track and it's net and it's it's bart connor and it's crew jones and it's neck and they're neck and neck yes and Kind of the race goes somewhat uneventfully throughout the rest of the race. We've got some cool slow motion shots, but you know they go back and forth. Crew takes the lead at the very end, and during the final jump, does a 360 as he crosses the finish line, apparently in first place, but when you're watching it, you really can't tell. No, as a matter of fact, it looks like he
0: is sideways when he crosses the finish line, and Bart won. When I watched it, I'm like, well, you know, obviously Crew is going to win. Right. They were single, and so I'm like... I don't know. If you do a photo finish, I think
1: Bart might have taken that. Right. Because Crew Jones just decides that's the point where he's going to do a 360 yeah, in the Yeah, he's going to show of off air. at the end. But he wins. He wins the race. He wins the $100,000. He wins the Cherry Red Corvette. Things are just falling apart for Team Mongoose. Rod and Rex Taylor uh, have, you know, they realize that their buddy, Bart, is really just a, a SOB. <laughs> Bart's kind of wheeling along and he's got no place
0: to go, really. Well,. He has a quick encounter with Duke Best, and Duke is basically like, "Your career's over. You know, you'll he's, never write again." Yeah, and it's strange because Bart's like, "I don't give a fuck," and right. he keeps walking. And then he, the Reynolds twins kind of tell him off, and he's like, "Screw you guys too." And he walks over to Rad Racing.
1: They're basically they're kind of welcoming. Yeah, they're very welcoming to to Bart Connor. Bart goes over and, and shakes Crew's hand, and Wesley is like, "Hey, do we have a spot for uh, for this guy on on Rad Racing?" Which I guess they do because they each lift up Bart Connor's bike, excuse me, Bart Taylor's bike, and hold it up in the air as if it's the end of the All Valley tournament. And I would it's, say just like the trophy. Yes. And it's karate it's kid. very much they just robbed the karate kid final sequence. And that's your movie. Movie's over. Movie's over. <laughs> Credits roll, but we have an awesome outro of more bike more bike trickery.
0: Yes. We're leaving the same way we came in more uh bike tricks which is mostly them just bouncing on their front tires <laughs> spinning and you, the bike around and seeing their rat tails bounce glisten glisten in the air. It's
1: so great. It's a fantastic movie. It, you know, with most of these movies it's been a long time since we've seen them. We loved them then. We love them even more now. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's actually
0: shocking, you know, when you go back and rewatch some of these and you're like, "Man, I
1: fucking love this movie." <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to do it for this episode of Quato's Rebellion. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Go out, watch Rad, and then go take your BMX bike and hop a couple of curbs because that's what I fucking did <laughs> when I finished watching that movie. Uh, we don't exactly know what's on, t- what's on store for the next episode, but uh, stay tuned because we're going to drop a bomb on you.